This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everybody. Bohemia. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, sure foot. Emily Axford. Teas in a taunt to Wendell Restaurant. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that happened. I forgot he got a name. As did I. But, you know, you guys you guys doing all the hard work, as per usual. Uh, sometimes the name's on the sheet, sometimes the name's in your heart. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we've got Caldwell Tanner. Oh, jolly jousting frogger giving giant jobbers the collie wobbles. It's Saul Buffo. Ooh. Collie wobbles. wobbles. It means an upset stomach. Okay. Very oh. nice. Because okay. they're afraid of me now. There we go. Collie wobble. Yeah. When you said collie wobbles, I wasn't I wasn't sure whether to make fun of you or not because I thought you were doing maybe a weird rhyme and making up a word, but then I thought, Murph, that's probably a real word, and you're the one who's stupid. You shouldn't make fun of him. Um, and I'm glad I refrained. Oh, Murph, you fool. Don't you understand? We're both stupid for different reasons. <laughs> there's there's space for both of you to be dumb for sure. We're both Coexist. dumb. <laughs> Uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and do a recap of all of us being very dumb from mm-hmm. last episode. Wow. Yeah. So last time, you competed against a crew of hedge knights in the Giant King's contest, facing off against such fighters as the original Jolly Jouster, right on. Iskar Hardshell, the Dragon Tortleborn, and Jorb. Callie utilized <laughs> Licorice's levitate ability to oh, navigate yeah. the electrified waves of the battlefield and deal massive damage to her foes. Ooh. Well, Saul used his frog jumps to knock flying enemies out of the air and keep his allies alive. Mm-hmm. Hard One and Kenna saved each other from various environmental challenges, and the two managed to distract Iskar long enough for Saul and Callie to finish off the Jolly Jouster. After defeating Iskar together, you killed the last remaining contestant, Jorb, <laughs> and were declared the winners. I straight up forgot about him. I had him crossed out when he was at 10 HP in the electrified water, and uh, I forgot about our dude. I had be reminded. Yeah, uh, he's a fighter. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. After the <laughs> battle, you were given a platform to address the king, and you used it to question his honor in front of the entire arena. Using both Saul and Kenna's memories, you projected a vision of King Ektar's cowardice during his fight with Jaina Bronzebeard, calling the results of the duel into question. You challenged him to a trial by steel and were denied at first, but he was swayed by the jeering crowd and a crimson knight who stopped her soldiers from attacking you. After Ektar spoke to a mysterious Goliath attendant, he agreed to your terms and addressed the crowd, promising an exciting main event for tomorrow night. As you prepared to leave the arena, you were approached by the Goliath attendant who invited you to a victory feast by order of the king. He implied that denying the request during the coronation could damage your reputation. You agreed and asked for a plus one, and after an argument, uh, you narrowed it down to just a winch who joined you as you were escorted to the castle. 
and that's where we are now. But actually, we I, I, I misspoke. We aren't quite there right now. We are actually going to first cut over to our friends, Calder Kilday and Jaina Bronzebeard. Ooh, oh, wow. Okay. My favorite show. So get that Calder Kilday voice warmed up, Jake. <laughs> Hold on. Let me smoke a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so this is not happening concurrently with the tournament. This could be a day or two ago. This could be a little bit in the future. Time is nebulous here on this icy plain. And Calder, you find yourself in your familiar prison, this frozen tundra. The only advantage to time it being so strange here is that you've been getting a serious workout and a lot of indirect training from one of the best fighters in Bohemia, General Jaina Bronzebeard. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the two of you have been trying to break down the arcane barriers to make your escape. And much to your amazement, you have made some progress. Each time you break a barrier, you get a little further, but a new one always pops up and shoots you back to where you started. You see Jaina loads her giant hammer up onto her shoulder uh, as as she pants between breaths. Okay, the barriers seem like they're they're getting weaker as we get deeper, so it stands to reason that at some point, there has to be an end to them. Aye, aye, General. All right, so speed might be more important than power in this instance. Can you try the ice skate thing again? Whatever that was. What? Uh, yeah, Calder uh, unbuttons his jacket, uh, calls his ice skates, does a full axle, and starts chomping away at the yes. barriers. Sweet. Uh, yeah, Calder, you do your expeditious retreat. You grow blades um, at the bottom of your boots. Jaina loads up her hammer onto her shoulder, and she goes, okay, ready? Strike in three, two, one. Go! Yeah. You strike against the arcane barrier with your great sword, causing cold damage to a small area of it. As the barrier spider webs like cracked ice, Jaina slams it a split second later with her white hot hammer and the barrier shatters before beginning to reform. Go, go, to the next one, to the next one. All right, let's do it. Um, You jump through a small window and Jaina follows behind you. As you curl yourself ahead, you see another purple barrier appears out of thin air and thrums with energy. Remember what we practiced, throw the sword and call it back. I boomerang the sword, calling it right back to my hilt. Uh, You see the one that was um, appearing right in front of you um, is just in the process of appearing. So you throwing it causes it to shatter before it can fully form. You're able to call it back and make a new melee attack just as the next barrier pops up. Once again, spider webbing it. And Jaina does the same thing, throws her hammer behind and shatters that one. Go, go, go. I'm just speed skating like Apollo Ono right now hand on the ground doing graceful turns. Uh, yeah, you are way faster than Jaina, so if anything, you might have to get out of here first and kind of figure out a way to help her out. Um, but you get past this next barrier and you rush ahead. You are going fast enough that you might be able to make it to the last barrier before it even forms. There's a window here, but as you leap through the gap, you are suddenly repelled back by a fully repaired arcane barrier. You slam into it like a brick wall and there's a magical reverberation that sends you and Jaina dozens of feet back, slamming into the snow back to where you started. As you land back there, go ahead and give me a perception check. 21. 21. You clocked what happened even before you were blown back. So you looked up and you saw that normally when these barriers pop up and and deflect you back, 
it's normally just because your timing was off for a split second and you weren't able to get there in time for it to be weekend or it was starting to form and you weren't able to jump through the window in time. But this one appeared immediately strong, immediately a full arcane wall. It was unusual. And you saw hands up on the other side of it, like someone cast a spell to keep you in there. Um, And when you look up, you see that on the other side of the arcane barrier, there is a mage in a dark red robe holding his hands up and powering the shield. After he's done this to kind of keep you in, you see that five more acolytes appear in view, doing the same thing, reinforcing the shield. And with an over 20 perception check, uh, you can clock from here that they are almost the exact same height as you. They look like they're Goliaths. Uh, You see they're wearing dark red robes with a symbol stitched into the side of their cloaks um, that feature a knife through an eye. Um, And they also have necklaces with pendants that look off-white. From here, it looks like it could be snow or opal or bone or something like that. These small little white pieces, as they appear and begin reinforcing the shield, you hear they're humming a strange incantation. Jaina kind of takes her hammer and frustratingly slams it into the new barrier in front of you guys. I heard the same thing when I was brought here from the Force Cage capsule. There's there's some kind of arcane jailers. They must be helping Ultras keep us at bay because we're getting too close. They're working against us from the outside. And with that, we're going to cut back over to our party as they are being escorted out of the Colosseum. So, we are back with Callie, Saul, and Hard One. You have just been joined by Winch. You guys are flanked by two of the king's soldiers and followed by this strange Goliath mage um, in a red robe who leads you out of the arena. Follow us uh, to the castle. Uh, of course. And and what did you say your name was? My name is Lazar. Nice Lazar. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Lazar. Yes. Okay. I'm going to make a big show of it. Oh, you're taking us to dinner. So if we're, say, food poisoned tomorrow, that'd probably be on your shoulders. Hmm? Callie, can you get that towards camera? There is no <laughs> camera. I'm, I'm going to make that very clear. I said this last episode. No, no, episode. but I'm, I'm, I'm doing it to the people that yes, are around. Yes, yes. We're in a crowded yes. thing. There's no okay. camcorder All in the world. Hands don't work like that. Nope, nope, they sure don't. <laughs> okay. Um, that was a projector based on an item that used the tech of an artificer genius in his lab through several hours of like a short rest worth of work. I'm just picturing Winch telling me all this as we're walking. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> okay, got it's it. not what it is. I understood. You got to try. Um, you guys are brought outside of the Coliseum, um, but you are still within the castle walls. You see a majority of the crowd is heading out, this mob of spectators, uh, a lot of whom, as you guys are being um, brought out, are, are, are shouting to you guys and like cheering for you guys. Jolly Jousters! Now there's the real Jolly Jousters! Yeah! <laughs> Stay jolly, folks. All right! Yes! <laughs> Stay jolly! Holly jolly! <laughs> Keep giggling, everybody. <laughs> holly jolly joustmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> have a holly jolly joustmas. Saul hops over and kisses a giant baby. 
He <laughs> <laughs> grabs me. Ah! <laughs> Callie! <laughs> um, you guys do see that uh, the, the mob of spectators uh, are, are leaving the castle walls, but there are a number of nobles and knights who stay behind. Some are heading to the castle. Others are heading to other places within the walls. This is, you know, coronation, celebration, uh, a, right. a corroboration over several days. So there's several days of fighting, several days of feasting, all of this. Can we, um, can we change our outfits if we're going to be invited to dinner? I... Frankly, I'm still dressed as a clown, and I'm concerned. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. I we, uh, we were going to give you a room for you to clean up and whatnot. Okay. Great, Great. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't need to clean up. I just need to change, but yeah. I'm just going to directly ask you. Yes. Is this an attempt to poison us or manipulate us for tomorrow? Of course not. That would be uncouth. Uh, can I do an insight check? If yeah, you'd like? sure. Check his couthness level. Twelve. You you can't tell his couthness level. Right. He is. It would be uncouth. We know you're that. Too couth mm-hmm. for school. He is some kind of um, politician, certainly, um, and just keeps a a straight face uh, and is just uh, leading you guys along. Um, so you guys are brought up to the archway of this black iron keep. Um, it is massive. Everything is to giant scale. So the tip of the arch is like 40 feet overhead. The tall spires of the towers and stuff shoot up a hundred feet above that, and. You guys are taken inside and see all around you massive columns uh, with statues and artwork featuring Ektar's family, King Ektar's family. Uh, you see the king and the queen uh, that were uh, his parents, Queen Farah and King Ralos I. You see a portrait of his older, recently deceased brother, Ralos, who looks like a quite capable warrior, maybe a little bit more decorated and celebrated than Ektar, even though uh, he was king for a very short time. And then a very prominent picture of Ektar, like oiled up and looking super buff <laughs> um, and just like standing posed over um, a bunch of thwarted enemies that have clearly been paid to pose there. And Do I see any um, like sculptures or paintings of Ariax? Go ahead and give me a perception check. Eleven. Eleven. You don't you don't see anything dedicated to Ariox, and you don't really see anything outside of this family. You do see that their name is Muse Pillar. The family name is Muse Pillar. Muse Pillar. Um, and you also see in in some of the older photos and some of the older paintings between the older brother Ralos and the younger brother Ektar, hmm. there is a stocky young girl uh, oh. that looks to be like a middle child oh, that is only right. featured in some of the paintings. Is she Captain. the one who was the head of that army? Uh, you see um, Winch goes, yeah, uh, she, uh, she's the Lord Commander of the um, Crimson Knights. They're, they're pretty tough. Mm. Um, and yeah. almost on cue, you see a trio of Crimson Knights enter the Great Hall. These red armored giants. They wear these intimidating bucket helms with a visor that covers their eyes. And you see the knight with the white plume marches over to you guys, grabs all three of you and Kenna, two in one hand. I wasn't laughing at the oil painting. I was just looking at it. I didn't giggle at all. Two in the other hand. Smirk, maybe. That's not why I'm mad. Um, Pushes you guys up against the wall. And uh, you hear as she speaks, her voice is modulated by some kind of device that projects it through the thick helm. And you hear, she says loud enough for everyone in the hall to hear, the next time... 
You want to challenge a giant to a trial of steel. Do it without whooping it up to the crowd or questioning our honor as a whole. If we had no honor, you'd have been dead the moment you opened your fool mouths. Is that what kept us alive? Not the very public nature of the accusation? She pulls you guys in, out of earshot from everyone else. They need you alive for appearances, but they'll try to weaken you however they can. Yeah. The real battle begins now. Um, and you see she um, tosses you guys onto the floor and walks off. Ow, ah! she beat me! <laughs> what the fuck? That's not true. I couldn't possibly she bite beat me. She brought me in close and beat me! Yeah, th- through the helm, which was insane. <laughs> Through the hell, Anna. She's got an anteater mouth. You see, Lazar holds his hands up. Lord Commander Morrigan <laughs> biting our guests. Lord Commander Morrigan, it was Morrigan. She is Morgan. spirited to say the least. It's okay, she's just heated because her honor was challenged. We understand. Yeah, yeah. We have an understanding. Okay. I wink at her. Yeah. Okay, so we've made quite a few enemies today. I ch- <laughs> I make chomp gestures back at her. <laughs> you see, she puts her hand on her head and. <laughs> Looks like she immediately regrets anything yeah. she just did. I mutter loudly about being, being bitten. I know, I know everybody likes clowns, but not for dinner. You see someone else is giggling nearby, so Morrigan has to play into it. You see she just grabs him and bites him. Ah! Whoa. Oh, my God. Has she always done that? The Lord Commander bit me. Okay, someone uses that. This is ask- my thing. Does no one know that? Someone needs to I set out dinner because this girl I'm is hungry. Feral. I'm so yeah. mad. Can we at least get some rolls out yeah. I mean, my gosh. Uh, you see uh, Lord Commander Morgan walks off biting anyone who's snickering. At- Fucking bit me. <laughs> what the fuck was Saul starts bandaging Cal. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. Look, it left a mark. I'm lying to the point where I forget I'm lying. <laughs> so you think you were bent? It was absurd. Yeah, Kenna believes you. Oh my God, are you okay? Kenna, do you have no. bacitracin? I think I might. I need a tetanus shot. She starts digging through her bag. I've got Neosporin. Do you think that'll no, help? I need a tetanus shot. Okay. <laughs> I say I need a tetanus shot. Okay. I don't need Neosporin. I'm bit. You see? I can't she me. You see, Lazar. We're not, go- we're not going to dinner until my girl gets in a warm bath, soaks this wound. <laughs> okay. You can you can certainly take a bath if you'd like. Um, yes. Let me let me show you to your. Room. I'd like an uh-huh. Epsom salt bath for my friend here. I'm so sorry that you were bitten. I can't speak. This is outrageous. We need Lord forty Commander potions. Morgan. I, yeah. What is this? A mosquito infestation here? I mean, come on. I'm gonna need a tetanus shot. Supreme healing at the least. Very well. Fighting Christ. Lazar <laughs> brings you down a side. Hallway. I keep on muttering, what is this, preschool? I'm sorry, but it's obscene. real. You hear Lord Commander Morgan just screaming at her knights, just taking it out on people. Fucking hit me. Where's the helmet? Immature. It's unsanitary. Childish. Childish. I can't believe that happened. That's crazy. We've been through a lot. We have been through a lot since. Yeah. 
We've been through a lot, but that was the weirdest event by far. I'm so sorry. And as, She's as so fucking king, lucky that I turned the other cheek and didn't bite back. You should be protected, yes. Um, you see, Next uh, time I'm going to bite back. Lazar uh, brings you... I was killed by vampires once. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Lazar. <laughs> Lazar brings you uh, to a guest room, um, and you guys see, uh, opens the door, you guys see an enormous bed, a small fireplace, and a window overlooking the fiery landscape below. Take some time. Heal from your terrible bite wound. So sorry about that. You just touched it. You touched the place where she bit me. I don't know that I necessarily did. (laughs) Do you you have an ace bandage? I think we need to bandage this thing up. We're going to need some dermaplast. We could definitely go get some some bandages, but take some time, clean yourselves up, and we'll see you in a bit uh, at the feast. Uh, And you see, he goes to turn around, and as he does, uh, everybody give me perception checks. Ooh, nat 20. 12. Uh, 18. I'm inspired. A bardic inspiration from that performance. <laughs> Calliope fully believes herself that she got bit. Method. <laughs> With a nat 20, I'm going to give you a lot. So Give it to me. As, oh, as he turns around, you see that his cloak kind of swishes. Uh, hard one, you recognize this with an 18. A knife going through an eye. That symbol. And that is the symbol of Groomsh. And his acolytes, oh. the war god groom. I I, st- I stopped dead in my tracks. Uh, he closes the door behind him, and Saul, you clock that as he's turning, out from under his robe, um, a necklace swings, and you see there's a little pendant on it. You clock. At first, you're like white stone, but you're like it's a little off white, but it's not it's not shiny or reflecting enough to be like a pearl or anything like Perhaps. that. Eggshell, maybe. And you flash back to Ultras's helm. Mm. And it looks like an antler, some kind of piece of it. Piece of an antler. Okay. He was also wearing mismatched socks. I don't know if you clocked that. (laughs) Just thought was interesting. (laughs) Red and green, and it's not even it's not even jolly must yet. Or joustmus? Joustmus? Yeah. Joustmus. He's keeping it holly jolly though, and I do appreciate that. But some concerning artifacts uh, on Lazar. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, and that symbol. That's this. That's the symbol of Groomsh. Okay, hard one. I I know nothing of Groomsh. What is Groomsh about? What What does he mean? I mean, it sounds like there's something happening in the astral plane with him. What does he mean to you? War, chaos, destruction. Really. Violence. Have I needless violence? Have I ever encountered anyone else who follows Groomsh? Yeah, so hard one. I would say you would know that Groomsh right now, inspired by events from the first campaign, Groomsh from Theala's actions has learned that you can steal divine hearts and empower yourself. So he has been going, he has been planeswalking, going from plane to plane either successfully killing and stealing divine hearts from gods or attempting to. Right now he is on Iskard trying to kill Kord, um, right. who is who is the god of Iskard, who is another god of war. And as you guys are, are talking about that, and as you're relaying that, Winch actually speaks up. It actually makes sense that if, if Grumsh was going around and trying to steal divine hearts from people that one of the first gods he would go after would be Kord. We call Kord the All-Father. So who you know as as Kord, uh, he is a, a god to the giants as well, but we call him the All-Father. But there is some matter of disagreements 
among some factions of giants who think that we're actually descendants of a different god of war, Grumsh. And I think you guys would know, and Saul, you would know from like your time at the Academy, mm -hmm. and Callie from like hearing stories from your mother and things like that, and Hard One just from your experience on the astral plane in this last 200 years. The difference between kind of Kord and, and Grumsh is like, Kord is a god of war in the way of like, be mighty and heroic and in, win the day. Glory. I mean, Kord yeah. would probably dictate a lot of the honor and fighting. Exactly. Hmm. So that's like the honor and fighting and everything. Not, you know, good or bad necessarily. But in terms of like where this, where uh, this giant mm -hmm. faction totally. got there. And Groomsh, Groomsh is like conquering, violence, that hmm. kind of side of it. Kill, destroy, submit. Exactly. So why would he go after Kord? Is it because they have similar followers and if he can poach all of his followers, then he can weaken Kord? It could just be collateral damage. He's just collecting divine hearts, but it would also mean that he, he would take over the entire domain of war, essentially. Hard one. What are these divine hearts? I've never even like heard of this. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the divine hearts are... are what make gods so powerful in Bohemia? Yes, divine hearts are, are basically concentrated magic. Every humanoid has a, a little bit of magic that lets them cast spells and stuff, but gods have like an actual rock of it in them. I see. Okay, so this is a little bigger than just Ultras. It would seem, I mean, Ultras is acting as an agent of Grumsh in some way. His helm was given to him by Grumsh. Yeah. So it might have access to Grumsh somehow. And he here he has like infiltrated these giants and is making them war more dishonorably. Yeah. More conquering. It's, it's all connected. What what we're dealing with in the astral plane and what we're dealing with here now, maybe on a smaller scale, but it's all connected. What's that saying? Like acid is above, so below, something like that. Heavens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and hard one, you know that often gods are powerful enough to send avatars of themselves instead of fighting on their own. Like killing Grumsh is tough. Killing any god is really tough because often you're just fighting against astral projections of them that are almost as powerful as them. And you're kind of reading between the lines here and Ultras, while probably not as powerful as an avatar of the god himself is kind of acting as one on the material plane. Right. As like kind of a loophole, because gods aren't allowed to directly act on the plane. He's like a, a giant agent. I see. Is Grumsh evil? The guy, like, I, like, would it be... Hard one, I, he, killed, he killed Cobb. I have, I have divine sense, and I can... It can help me detect evil and good, but a lot of times we're working with things that aren't as simple as that. But yeah. If this is as simple as that, then I could maybe be walking around sussing out who is a follower of Grooms. I don't know if it works like that. He's, he's evil to me. I can tell you that. Okay. I guess this entire time we knew Ultras and we just knew that he was evil and wanted and wanted to conquer, but... I don't think I realized that it was in service of something bigger. Do you think that that's why he wants Jaina and Calder? Is there some sort of plan there? I don't know. Well, in the stories that I've heard and in the research I've done, 
Grumsh, one of the things that made him formidable, besides just being a god, made him able to fight other gods and, and beat them oftentimes, is he's able to absorb and learn the skills of others. Okay, so oh. maybe he's learning their skills. I he's conquering our, our most powerful allies. He's only getting more powerful as he goes. Kiddo, would you say that Jaina has a lot of skills? Yes, yeah, a lot. Really, but you see, she starts pacing around. Okay, so it's more mechanical than... I, I thought it was just like, okay, we are kidnapping Jaina, and this is us becoming a conquering force in Iron Deep, not just antagonistic, but it's more like he's learning her skills. It could be both. I think they're they're playing the political situation between the fire giants and the dwarves of Iron Deep to their advantage. I mean, yeah. any war is good war for Grumsh, I'm sure. Yeah, this these Goliath guys that are walking around with eyes with knives through them are new. So I think there's a good chance that Ektar is just playing the short game, thinking he's just going to be king of the mountain or king of the world whatever and Ultras is just playing them like a fiddle. Yeah, I mean that that seems pretty apparent. Uh-huh. And Calder's like a really good artist, so like Grump's gonna get that ability too. Oh fuck. Yeah. And that's like, shit. is it gonna be a fucking double threat? Oh shit, is he gonna be able to doodle? He's gonna be able to doodle fuck. and conquer. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see some of his work sometime. <laughs> uh, I fish around in my pockets for something that Calder's drawn. Uh, as you, uh, what do you think uh, Calder would have doodled, oh, Jake? Maybe um, a big blue Clydesdale. <laughs> you see, as soon as Kenna sees the, the beautiful blue horse, she gasps. <gasps> And then starts pacing harder, knowing that Ultras can now doodle that well. <laughs> uh, he could paint his own victory murals. This is going to be bad. Okay. It's definitely not bad. I'm more of a tasteful, artistic nudes guy <laughs> myself, but I like horses. I love I a nude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to case the room uh -huh. and uh, see if we're being spied on. See, I mean, there's nothing innocent about this situation. Correct. And right. I... I couldn't suss anything out with an insight check, so I'm just going to manually go around and look for right. every way in which this room is trying to kill us, harm us, hold us back. So then we can look at porn freely. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> go ahead and give me a perception or investigation checks. Uh, 15. Uh, 16. 13. Okay. With a 16 above a 15, you know they had to try. Uh, you see uh, in one of the wardrobes, there is like a wire connected to the bottom of it that is connected to some kind of Magitech device that you can imagine is probably recording you. I eat it. Uh, you grab it and you eat it. Hey, don't hog everything. <laughs> you hear you hear your own voices uh, start coming back out of uh, Saul every time he burps. Wow, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll take a bath. Sweet, yeah. Yet another uncomfortable dinner. Yeah. You can make sure that the water isn't poisoned, right? Uh, yeah. I only have one first level spell left, and I feel like I need to save that for dinner. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I'll drink the water to make sure. Yeah. Wait, I'll, you only I'll have just... one first level spell? Let me, let me, um, do a key transference. Oh, oh yeah. Charge yeah. you up. You put your palm out, mm -hmm. uh, you spread okay. some spores, and uh, you guys connect, and Callie, you uh, gain a little bit of arcane knowledge back. Yeah. <gasps> um, I have six key points back. I think you said it would like translate to spell slot level? Yeah. So it's two two for one. Yeah. So two points, first level spell slot. Okay. So you can give her three if you want. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm going to give you three, because I imagine I have time to short rest. 
Uh, you do have time to short rest. Yeah, well, you guys, yeah. this this whole like uh, little down period is, is time for you guys to short rest. I don't know if Hardwin has seen me do this yet. So I warn him, this is going to look weird. And then I just sock Callie in the gut. <laughs> and I smile blissfully as mushrooms crawl up my face. Well, come on. She just got bit. <laughs> as you guys take your short rests and everything, uh, Winch goes, by the way, the Lord Commander Morrigan is the king's half-sister. Oh. She's uh, the middle child, younger than the last king, but older than Ekdar. She doesn't have as much of a claim to the throne because she's a product of one of the our old king's dalliances. What were the rumblings? Was there any talk of her wanting the throne? I'm I'm sure there were. I know that her father sort of made her part of the royal guard to avoid having to pass any titles along to her, but mm-hmm. that that's also kind of given her control. Yeah of an elite squad of knights that the city watch are afraid of. And she seems like she's on the level, aside from the biting, which I, <laughs> I'd hope she can outgrow that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, did she, are we saying you got bit? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know anymore? Point, I don't bit know. You? I committed so hard, I don't know anymore. Well, I don't know if you can fully trust anyone here. She has selfish needs that could be exploited. Yeah. What? This is maybe a personal question that you might not know the answer to, but what happened to her mother? Is she still around? No, she she passed. Okay. Her, her parents are, were quite old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just like a hot side affair. I don't know how hot the affair was. <laughs> right. Can you like yeah. describe what happened? No, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> they don't, they normally don't just walk up to artificers and tell them who the king fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You have like no gossip magazines. Well, no, no. Wow. No camcorders, no gossip Very magazines. Honorable. Huh. Very honorable. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I was looking right. for something to watch during our short rest. Winch, we are going into hostile territory. Yeah, please. Do you have any sort of like spy gadgetry that we can use? Uh, you see, Mauser wheels up. Uh, hey. I didn't bring much with me, but I got a whole Mauser here. What can Mauser do? Mauser, what can you do? Starts wheeling around. He can dance. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> very, you're very neat. You are very cool. Ma- Mauser starts wheeling around. I dance <laughs> with him. I dance with I him. He's, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really know what this I don't is think he's to do. <laughs> I think he's trying to, he's, he's going around in circles. He's trying to say that he can look around and search things. He's got a camera. You see. Right. Uh, he has a camera. Winch pulls out a little device that uh, can show like a live feed uh, that's not recording, but is showing like what's going on. Like you can see through his eyes. It's okay. beast, yeah, it's beast I see, sense. I see, I see. It's yeah. beast Ooh. sense. And when he talks, we can all understand him like R2-D2, right? I can, but you guys haven't spent enough time with him What's to understand the beeps. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm not dancing. I'm showing you that I, I can sneak around. Okay. This can is me sneaking. Ask him, ask him if this he is can dance, though. I recognize he was not dancing then, but can you dance? Okay, fine. Mauser. Mauser, can you dance? Uh, Mauser uh, goes around in circles doing the exact thing, doing the exact <laughs> oh, same oh, thing. Now it's a party. <laughs> All right, you can dance, but can you break it down, Mauser? Come on. <laughs> he's explaining that he can't. Get funky with it, Mauser. Very he's good. He's explaining that he can't, and he's sad that he can't. <laughs> Hard one starts doing the Macarena. <laughs> Salt does a Russian high kick and kicks himself in the face. 
Okay. Um, so is there anything else? Uh, they give you like an, an hour to get ready. Is there uh, anything else you guys uh, think you need to do here? I mean, is anyone going to get in this tub? It's The water's getting tepid. <laughs> well, we should so. we should do some tub strategizing at the very least. Saul hops in. Yeah. Uh, you see that there's uh, yeah little like dividers between uh, a few tubs here uh, that you guys down. can take turns. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kenna leaves. <laughs> Mauser, can you blow bubbles? Make this thing a jacuzzi or what? Uh, Mauser uh, begins to malfunction as soon as he touches the water. Wait, no. No, <laughs> everyone just stopped talking to Mouser. <laughs> you shouldn't have told us that he could talk back. Uh, great, yeah, you, you guys take a little time. Um, you take a bath. It is uh, temperature controlled in here, but you mm. do feel kind of intense heat wafting in here as soon as you guys have your suits off. Oh, right. Hmm. Yeah, we don't want to burn alive. Yeah, we're going to want to okay. keep the suits on. Do we think that's an angle? How do we keep these suits on us? Because they're going to try to use this against us. This is a vulnerability that I would exploit. Almost certain. I guess we just have to avoid getting caught. Right. Well, I will say something that's been going on with my body, I say as we all sit in a tub together. <laughs> we're all holding our suits, by the way. We're not like yeah, yeah. keeping them out of. Well, Ken is not in the tub. Ken okay. is Kenna just keeping watch. Ken Kenna is just in the corner, looking away, looking at the suits. Abad <laughs> <laughs> cool. suit watch. Great. Um, you remember like all of those like sliders and potato skins we had uh, mm-hmm. back in Iron Deep? Yeah. I normally that makes me feel really gross and queasy, mm-hmm. but like I didn't feel anything. I think that like one of the side effects of all of the monk training I've been uh, undergoing between mm-hmm. Swag and Frogson, I don't think I can be poisoned anymore. So, like, if we need to test oh. something or if we need to, like, make them think that they poisoned us, I could maybe be, like, the fall guy. For yeah, them. we've got, like, a cup boy. Yeah, <laughs> a cup oh. frog, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, but then you wouldn't know if it's poisoned, right? Okay, so what we need is... <laughs> it's, it's a two-step plan. You could, do, you could do a perception check. Uh-huh. I think you could tell if something was poisoned. But what if right. we all just lick Saul? We could absorb some of your anti-poison. <laughs> then you would just be a little bit poisoned. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's worth a shot. I mean, look, we still have a poison vial, but I'm also feeling like we're not in a position that we can be sneaky. But yeah. I think we should have it on the ready. I'm going to, right before we go, summon my unseen serpent, mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of have that. Cool. Going yeah. about. But I think if we yeah, can, like, I think determine if it's poisoned, and then I'll drink it so that they think that we're all getting poisoned slowly. And then, Callie, we... if you can give me some acting tips on how to look really poisoned and hurt. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've got purified food and drink, mm. and I'm going to ritual cast Unseen Serpent. So I'll have, like, two purified food and drinks. Okay, great. Two opportunities for us to not be poisoned right if, if you want a prompt what if we just go in you're really hungry we're not there, yeah that's great mm-hmm. great. <laughs> great i'll say well, is there like food in this room they probably put out some food for us i'll say they filled up on almonds yeah there's some charcuterie out here we'll say we lost our appetite when callie was bitten by the lord commander of the crimson walk <laughs> <laughs> once i became food i'm starting to reconsider eating yeah and how it just feels truly weird. savage it is yeah mm-hmm. you see uh, Kenna uh, just shakes her head in the corner, just <laughs> staring, staring at the suits, and just going, "I resolve to destroy Lord Commander Borakin for biting you, Miss <laughs> Petricor." Thank you, thank you. It was just so shocking. <laughs> yeah, I think we just have to keep our heads on a swivel, and and maybe only one of us tries every, you know, every different thing. So there's never all three of us eating, drinking. I forever. think. 
I think it's basically like you and me, we can be poisoned. So we choose only two times and I cast purify food and drink there on you it. Go. Uh, and Saul can just go fucking nuts. How about this? Oh boy, I'm so hungry. How's that sound? It's great. Great. It's amazing. It's really good. Oh, that's perfect. And then I'll be like, oh, you can have mine. You eat my food. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. The only issue is that I'm actually very, very hungry. So. <laughs> that is a good point. I ruffle around for some old hot dog. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you got some hot dog. That was in your pocket that somehow ends up in the bag. I find it. I find it, but just hold it in there. Fuck, I don't think I have anything hot one. Yeah, I mean, I still smell hot dog from the bag. (laughs) Oh, it's cooked in the tub. I guess it's just a a smell that lingers or something. Yeah, I think we're out. Sorry. Hard one sits on the ground like a really good little boy. (laughs) Yeah. Smacks his lips. <laughs> oh, fine. I feed him a hot dog. <laughs> you eat a <laughs> chunk of hot dog from the bathtub. Hardwin dives into the tub after the dog. <laughs> bathtub water boiled <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you guys uh, suit back up. Uh, get out of the bath. Um, soup up, then we soup up. Yeah, I mean, uh, is yeah. there anything tricky we can do? It feels like anything tricky we try will just come back on us worse. I think, yeah, we want to be kind of like on the path of good and noble mm-hmm. because like they're going to be looking for an opportunity for us to trip up and okay. kind of like debase ourselves. Yeah, okay. exactly. You guys already got what you wanted, which is a fight with the king. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else is just going to trip you up. You can't get right. more than that, really. Okay, Mauser. We are going to need you to be going around sort of like spying for us. Okay, I caught that last word. That last word was definitely yes. Two beeps, I think, is yes. All right, I'm starting to get it. Wait, he beeped again. (laughs) So after uh, a short rest and taking some time here, you guys hear a knock at the door and you see uh, Lazar cracks it open. We're ready for you. Good, because I am so hungry. Did your voice get deeper? (laughs) What? Did your voice get deeper? No way, man. I always sound like this, especially when I'm hungry. It might be because his stomach is so empty that it's just like an echoing cavern. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had a big lunch, a really big lunch. (laughs) Really? And I'm really traumatized from the biting. (laughs) Right. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I can't. I feel like it's my, one of my responsibilities as as the Archmage of the castle. Castle to not mm-hmm. let anyone get bitten, and I can't help but really, feel like that's I'm, one of I'm your partially responsible. Here are the yeah. rules: keep wards and guardians mm-hmm. up around the castle. Oh. Uh, advise the king on mm-hmm. all matters arcane. Mm-hmm. Make sure no one gets bitten. Yeah, I can't say we've we've been to we've been to a lot of castles, and this has literally never happened before. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. that's it's made me feel. Well, that uh, dragon did bite us in that castle. I don't know if that counts though. Doesn't. It, it doesn't at all. <laughs> Seems like it should count. No. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's, let's anyway, go. I think some no biting signs could go a long Perfect. way. Perfect. Um, yeah, you see uh, Lazar and uh, a, a couple knights um, lead you guys out of the room. Um, As and- we're walking, I think I'm going to act like I'm having like an allergic reaction. <laughs> I just, I just want to. You like presentation a rash? <laughs> well, I'm acting like I'm having an allergic reaction. I want to sneeze, <laughs> but I want it to sneeze. When I sneeze, it sounds like I said ultras. Okay. I just want to see his reaction. <laughs> ultras. <laughs> uh, Callie, are you okay? 
I'm so sorry. I'm having an allergic reaction. Uh, oh, God. She's allergic to being <laughs> to bit by nobles, I guess. He's hot to the touch. <laughs> Typically, an allergic reaction from an injury or something would be like a rash or yeah, a rash. Some oozing or something, perhaps. Not General necessarily. inflammation sure not in the sinus cavity. Maybe sure it could dander? be that. Can I just see if he if he knew the name when I said uh, that? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> Such a funny plan. I don't know. I just I love it. I want to know if he knows him. Uh, it's twenty three. Uh, you see uh, uh, on his face, uh, he lets a little a smirk go. Uh, as as you say that name. All right. Interesting. Mm. Cool. I just keep watching. Uh, great. Walking. Um, so you guys um walk and watch uh, as uh he leads you up a grand staircase to the second floor, where a great hall extends past the rest of the castle's architecture over a lake of fire. There's a glass floor below that gives a view of the lava beneath, um, but there are rugs of deep burgundy that act as runners shooting off to different tables in the dining area. You see, uh, and there are a lot of people in here. It is not just you guys. It is like uh, nobles from all over Malskuriel. You see a lot of the champions that you saw fight today. Um, you see braziers on the massive tables, fire giant musicians playing somber tunes in a minor key. Um, there is a throne at the end of the room with the king's banners all around it, these black gauntlets with fire around them. There are attendants and nobles and stuff sitting around a long table up there. Um, but the king's place is empty. But amongst the nobility up there, you do see... More again, the Crimson Knight with the white plume um, is just staring at you from the corner uh, and just keeps <laughs> shaking her head. Yeah, what's she having for dinner? More small folk. <laughs> opens up, opens up a little grate in her helm and chomps her teeth at you. I chomp back. I chomp back. Uh, and then I and then I act like no, 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 Calliope, don't stoop to her level. You're, you're better than that, Calliope. I tell some nobles, can you believe she bit me? <laughs> We've heard. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, the so, Lord Commander is so unhinged. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and I'm about to unhinge my jaw because I'm so hungry. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> That's the deepest voice I've ever heard from a bullywug. <laughs> Saul sticks out his tongue and licks his lips, but it just gets everywhere in his mask. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you guys are seated. Uh, Lazar brings you guys to the end of a long table. Uh, you see there are some other tables that have giant families like uh giants of, of different ages like older giants um and then like younger ones that are still you know goliath size like seven or eight feet tall um but you guys are seated next to other warriors who fought today um and a lot of them kind of have their backs turned to you and are speaking to each other a lot of them are wearing like polished armor and mm -hmm. things like that like they've they've changed into kind of more ostentatious ceremonial battle equipment ah. uh, for the dinner. Um, and the only person on your end of the table not speaking to anybody is uh, this giant knight with a big white mustache, has ostentatious armor with flame pauldrons that stick out of his shoulders like orange spikes. Stick. Lazar gestures for you to sit down and goes, enjoy your meal. Thank you. Thank you. Now I imagine we'll be seated at very high chairs that we'll have to climb up with ladders. No. Oh, uh, Lazar <laughs> turns around and leaves, uh, and you guys are left sort of maybe to be humiliated a little bit, uh, are in these giant seats where you guys oh, are like right. toddlers having to like fully stand. I'm going to have to stand to eat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this fork is very big. Good thing I had a huge lunch. Uh, you see uh, across the table, the mustachioed uh, fire giant knight goes, 
Ha! Fellow warriors, welcome Whoa. to the champion's table. Well met, sir. Can you cut my meat? Of course. Thank you. <laughs> I am Sir Darriston Chortum. Darriston Chortum. Darriston Chortum. And what, what battle did you win today, Darriston? Well, I defeated Sir Stuart Gringle's son, Haldor Gringle, a lad of some size, in a joust, and now he has to trim his hedges as to not obstruct my view of the city. A lad. Wow. You said a lad of some size. Yes. Is that... But is that a like lad, thumb though. size, like he has, he's a small lad? or A 13-year-old, but he's big. <laughs> okay. You uh, jousted a 13-year-old? Yes, and knocked him right off that goddamn horse. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm 105. And you said he's big, but like... Is and he, people said I was over the hill. Is he big for a 13-year-old or big for a He's giant? big for a 13-year-old. Okay. And this was over the hedge. You couldn't just like get the city to trim it? Well, I couldn't get the city to trim it because technically we don't know who owns that part of the... No one owns that part of the property. The city owns that part of the property, Mm -hmm. which is why I needed to go to the king to settle. Congratulations on your victory. Thank you so much. (laughs) I I look forward to whatever view you're going to get. Thank thank you. The hedge will not be a... Ah, I saw saw your battle. Did you? Ah, I did. I was impressed. I was impressed. Yes, you're almost as big as a 13-year-old. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be the nicest thing a giant can thank say to someone. Thank you so much. You're thank welcome. You so you're much. welcome. What are your names? Maeve Haypenny. Maeve Haypenny, nice to meet you. I think they announced you as something different. <laughs> that's my stage I heard you were bit. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. There's some gossip about you being bit. <laughs> yes, I was. And it's crazy. <laughs> you see Morrigan yeah. is... <laughs> Being kind of antisocial isn't really talking to anyone and is just staring at you guys. <gasps> That's crazy. A certain level of respect after you win and then you just get bit. They are calling her Morgan the Lady Chomper now. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean it threw the whole it threw the whole evening off, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask who your enemies are and if you think that Sir Stuart you... Gringle and his family. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. where are they right now? Darriston turns to a giant family, quietly enjoying their meal nearby. Gringle, look alive! Uh, just uh, <laughs> spits in a napkin and throws it at their table, uh, and it just flops. It, it opens up and uh, is not bald well uh, enough and like, flops onto the uh, on the, the ground. Is the is is his son that this the skinny little giant there? Little giant, look out! It's got to be seven feet tall. <laughs> Uh, you see, you do see that there is a teenage giant uh, that's got like a little welt on his head, and uh, his parents uh, are standing, uh, patting him on the shoulder, proud, uh, just like for giving it a try, and keeps looking over his shoulder at Darriston. You are a brave and virtuous man, and we would love to come look at your hedges from the view on your beautiful porch. Fantastic. Yeah. That can certainly be arranged. Okay, I, yeah, whenever you're ready. You live Believe it or not, I've uh, lost contact with a lot of friends and family. <laughs> I was going to ask if you live alone. Yes, yeah. of course. Well, I imagine this event will bring them running back. That's what I'm wondering. Well, I've been trying to speak to these these clowns. <laughs> you see, uh, hey, don't say anything about clowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh! we are clowns, don't oh! you? <laughs> yes, uh, you're much funnier than the original Jolly Jouster. I much prefer <laughs> these Jolly Jousters. Was he really... The original Jolly Jouster, or was that the first time you've heard of him? You know, I was so caught up in my own drama with the hedges that I can't be tasked with keeping up with who is and who isn't the original Jolly Jouster. It's a big kingdom. You understand? Yes. 
Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly, folks. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash Thank you, everybody. Well, I think that someone's going to try and poison us tonight. Really? Yeah, I I think it's very possible that will happen to me. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking that we got put at the table together. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because right. I poison two birds with one there stone. Was, once again, there were some big children that were d- drawing on the sidewalk with chalk, mm-hmm. and I, of course, yeah. called the authorities. Yeah, I was and going their to say, was upset. As you've been talking, you've been revealing yourself to be someone with many enemies, mm-hmm. likely because of the power that you wield. Yeah. I think they put the most dangerous folk at this table right here. Yeah. I think no. it's quite possible. Yeah. They're yeah. underestimating us. Yeah. Just got... because I'm 102 doesn't mean I can't put a teenager in their place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's keep an eye out for any poison food coming our way. It's a good thing cameras don't exist in this world. Yeah. Yeah, you're really cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <I> you. <laughs> shield Kenna from this man. <laughs> she's, uh, she's 32. Darristan looks scared of her. <laughs> um, and after a bit, um, you guys see that trumpeters announce uh, the king's arrival. Um, and Ekdar arrives with an entourage. Uh, some of them knights, some of them uh, strange acolytes that kind of look like the Goliath Lazar that you guys had seen. Um, and Lazar had come out, um, showed you guys to your table, and left. And he comes back with some of his guys, um, all wearing the same stuff, all with these necklaces that have, like, the bone or the horn on it. They join Ekdar, and Ekdar looks kind of disheveled and nervous. Uh, You see that there are 
going around to the different tables, uh, serving people wine and stuff. There are these smoke elementals floating mm-hmm. around, wafting everyone with smells of like cedar and things like that, mm-hmm. and, like incense as they go by. And the king, as he gets his chair, grabs a cup of wine off of one of the trays and sort of nervously uh, toasts the room and goes, my loyal subjects, some more loyal than others, <laughs> uh, looks at you guys. Is he looking at me? Darriston turns to you guys. <laughs> Look at your sister. She bit me. <laughs> XR goes, nevertheless, enjoy the spoils of today in honor of our champions. And may this be the first of many celebrations for the Giants. Many celebrations indeed. Uh, or your last. Raises his cup. Um, everybody responds here, here. And he downs his cup. And you see he motions for the servants to begin serving everyone, but he keeps looking over at you guys, speaking to Lazar and a couple of these other acolyte guys. Um, but then he storms off before he can be served and a couple of attendants go with him. Okay, um, Mauser, boop, boop, boop. follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to send the Unseen Serpent along with oh, Mauser nice. so that the second that we want Mauser to like get into place... The unseen serpent can uh, just knock something over, just like time it out to have like a auditory distraction whenever Mauser might be the most noticeable. Nice. Got it. Go ahead and give me a stealth check with advantage for Mauser, and I will tell you Mauser gets a plus twelve to stealth. Ooh, nice. Thirty-three. Jesus Amazing. Christ. With the help of the Unseen Serpent, Mauser is a ghost. Uh, Does not do his cute little beeps. Uh, You see, in fact, flattens out and gets smaller and sort of like a chameleon takes on a different color, like an orange to look like the lava beneath the glass uh, and begins riding slowly uh, along the ground, following the king and uh, some of his attendants, various like politicians and noble types. Others are like personal guards. And a couple of them are these acolytes that look like the Goliath mage Lazar. The king is the only one speaking. The attendants are just kind of nervously attending to him. And the acolytes are dead eyed and emotionless, just following along. But the king is grumbling, just going to himself. How am I supposed to stomach this dishonor? The, w- w- what is Lazar thinking, inviting them into my hall? Uh, going on and on about how it was like yeah. Lazar's idea. And as they're walking down the hallway, they cross paths with an alchemist. This uh, giant uh, in an apron uh, has like a soot-covered goggles uh, pulled back over her red hair, um, pulls out a vial of like a, a sizzling green liquid and hands it to one of the acolytes. The exchange happens very quickly and the alchemist walks off. Then the king turns to the acolyte and goes, there. We did our part. Now you do whatever it is you need to do to make sure your guy wins tomorrow. I am not giving back Jaina Bronzebeard. The acolyte nods at him, just glazy-eyed, and the king storms away with his attendants while the Goliaths head back towards the dining hall. Okay. What did the king say? Do whatever you have to do to make sure your guy wins? Yeah, so I think that he's getting a champion from the Acolytes, aka probably Ultras. Ultras. Yeah. And he procured them some sort of like bubbling green potion. And that's what I want to get my hands on really badly. 
Do you think that potion is meant for us? That's what I don't know. Mm. Could weaken us or could strengthen the the other fighter. Huh. Um, Where was that potion heading? It's in the pocket of one of the acolytes, which makes me want to see if the Unseen Serpent can pickpocket it. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh. I'm going to say if you'd like to do this, it's going to have essentially commoner stats. So it's going to have a plus zero to this roll. Mm. And this acolyte is actively, you know, protecting this thing. So is is looking for this type of thing. Okay. I think there's no harm in trying. Okay. Right. Because it's invisible. If they stomp on it, it will just go away. Oh. So I think I wait till they're in range that I can give a bardic to the unseen serpent. Okay. So these acolytes walk back into the great hall. As you get within range, you're going to give a bardic inspiration and attempt a sleight of hand. Yeah. Okay. And I think I'm going to prepare an action to press the digitation, like the look of someone else's magic, if this gets caught. Okay. That is a 21 that you're trying to beat on the perception. Okay. So it has plus zero, right? You have plus zero, correct. (sighs) Nat 20. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Doesn't it even use. need the bardic. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Give us the juice, dude. Give us the juice. <laughs> Had you not said that you gave it a bardic, I could have pulled the old nat 20 becomes what? And then it's just a 20 and then it loses to my 21. But mm-hmm. with a bardic, you hit a 21, even if you roll a one on the bardic. Mm. Oh, my throat's so dry. I need the juice. <laughs> so uh, I'm thirsty. I'm so thirsty. Okay. So the unseen serpent slithers over silently, hops up and swipes the vial. <sighs> and then swims it over to you. Okay, I look at Hard One and Saul with like total fear in my eyes. Okay, I just, I kind of got, I just, I got really lucky. Yeah, we're like, we're the, we're the dog that caught the car. This is that fucking juice. Okay, yeah. Um, um, hide that, number one. Okay, we're gonna hide it. Winch, can you identify this? Yeah, maybe. You see Winch hides it under the table. Here, and I'll cover for us. Three more wines this way. <laughs> Saul just starts like brazenly drinking wine. Yeah, right. yeah. Saul, so make a big scene. Because Winch, if you can identify this, or if you can make a dupe of this, we can make them think they still have it. We can try and put it back in. Ooh. Oh my God, fill it up with that fill smell it up of with, wine. With something or... else okay. that looks like it. So... Saul, you are taking a bunch of wine uh, and yeah, eating like and no everything. Yeah, face from Spirited Away, just like <laughs> gluttonously eating everything. Yeah, and Darriston's uh, eating along with you. Now there's a frog with an appetite. <laughs> oh, man, this is awful. Is any of it poison, Saul, or what? <laughs> yeah, Saul, yeah, so have you even check? tried to figure it out? <laughs> I forgot to do a check. I was just enjoying myself. It's really good. Uh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Wait, my turkey leg. <laughs> uh, give, me, give me a perception check. Got it bumped up against a D6 and went to a three. Uh, so that's just going to be a seven total. Okay. Does not taste poison to you. Pass me that wine, Saul. <laughs> Get your own. Uh, hard one. Uh, Clive is fucking terrified because she knows that she's playing with such delicate fire right now that she's actually not going to drink. Yeah. Uh, so hard one starts drinking the wine. Saul is drinking the wine. Winch looks at the little vial, scans it with something under the table, and then 
looks up at you guys nervously as Darristan is kind of just like telling Saul some stupid story <laughs> about like <laughs> the time he complained to a restaurant and got his meal for free <laughs> by saying it was God, it, it was too I cold. knew it. They put us at the poison table. Yeah. Winch pulls you guys in close and goes, "This isn't this isn't poison. This is acid." Acid? Just acid? 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 What could that mean? Is it to destroy something? You see Kenna Oh looks up. Our suits. <gasps> oh Okay, okay. Okay, um, so okay, Winch, I know I'm asking a lot of you okay. based on the fact that you're an artificer or alchemist okay, or something. Yeah. Is there any way that you could make a duplicate of this uh-huh. that is not actually acidic? Yeah, I could I could just try to I I have a way to, I could kind of press a digitation just put some green liquid in there. I don't know that it'll sizzle and pop, but maybe they won't notice. I mean, press a digitation isn't going to Or I could die. I have dyes. Yeah, I dyes. Start. I could just uh, if okay. There's some sort of like carbonated seltzer and yeah, you I could, could start, get I could fart into the tube. Okay, that's not <laughs> okay. That's not Between a carbonated seltzer, hard ones farts and your food dye. I'll say it'll Cal- smell like acid. Callie, if you want to use your deception check, okay. you can help. Winch can be the one uh you basically tell Winch what to do uh and okay. this will be how convincing the okay. the fake is. 15. Uh 15. Okay. You help Winch, who removes the acid from the vial. I guess I'll just put it on the Yeah, just ground. pour it on the ground. I'll put a napkin over the hole. Put <laughs> it on the ground. It just burns a hole through the ground. Uh, is this like a chemistry class? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fills it up with this new green liquid um, and hands it back to you. Okay. Then I guess I don't think this is convincing. I think it's very likely that they're not going to buy this but we can it's maybe our best shot it's better better than nothing i guess okay yeah now we need to do a reverse pickpocket right anyone have any ideas on how to make this work why don't you just like get the unseen servant to like drop it somewhere and that'll make the acolyte think that they just mistake that's that they a just dropped really it. good call okay let's send the okay. unseen serpent to just place it directly at the feet okay mm. so the unseen serpent slithers over places it down at the acolyte's feet with a little clink. Go ahead and give me a deception check against his insight. Just trying to beat a nine. 22. Okay. Uh, You see emotion in the acolyte's face for the first time. Eyes widen, looks nervous, then quickly picks up the vial and hides it before the others can see that he dropped it. And hard one. As you're drinking wine with Saul and Darristan, Darristan goes, yes, that's what you do. You just go to the restaurant and you say, the middle is uncooked. And they... Right. Are you worried? You're worried that you can't go back to the restaurant. But there's a lot of different... I need a refund! I need a refund! Um, I'm going to... I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to lay on hands. You're going to lay on I'm hands? I'm going to lay on hands. <laughs> okay. So uh, you see Darristan begins choking. Hard one. Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, I okay. Mean, I'm sure, I'm I'm sure it was, the, I'm, I'm sure it was the, the meat that was poisoned or the, <sighs> or the bread. Oh, a constitution save. Nicely done. Me. 27. <laughs> Hard one, you're fine. <laughs> you feel a little bit of indigestion. 
You think you may have just been poisoned, hard one? He's just trying to get a refund. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's it's not the best vintage, but <laughs> yeah. that's what they have here. Oh. Be chilled, ideally. I think I go do the Heimlich maneuver, and as I'm doing it, I whisper in his ear, you've been poisoned, carry this fucking grudge. Yeah, you you go over, you cast Lay on Hands if you use 5 HP of Lay on Hands. I'm using uh, 5 HP, but I'm making it look like I'm doing the Heimlich maneuver. Mm. As, <gasps> as you're doing the Heimlich maneuver, you see Daristan just barfs on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Ah, we could have used that in the vial. Now I want my meal for free. Think you could kill me, did you, Gringle? You did. Get up, I'll fight any of of the children <laughs> any of the children you see Dariston stands up and thinks that house gringle has poisoned him oh. um so gets up and starts yelling and him barfing on the table there is kind of chaos there's like this big kerfuffle and people are being like poisoned poisoned and during the commotion while everyone's distracted you see the acolyte with the vial sneaks off into the hall taking off should we excuse ourselves uh i Too look risky. at what does morrigan look at Morrigan is just watching your every move. I'm going to take the wine glass that Darristan was drinking from okay. and be like, he's just a crazy old man. It's fine. And then I just down the rest. Go ahead and give me a <sighs> deception check, Saul. Can I give him the help action? Yeah. That was such a good idea. Shout out to the two crew. Okay. But I have help. I can roll yep. with advantage. Yep. That's just a flat 10. Okay. <sighs> You see, that is enough for okay. some of the people nearby mm, okay. that have a distaste for Darristan. They're just like, yeah, he would do that. He would do that. He's right. clearly trying to get a free bottle of he wine. He's at restaurants all the time, is the thing. <laughs> he was just telling us, yeah. The people who don't believe you are probably the people that might have had something to do My with the poison. Sure. You see okay. a lot okay, of that, like, okay. acolytes and stuff, like, looking around and mm -hmm. the knights and everything and are trying to get a handle on the situation. But you see this one dude has taken off. Has there, is there enough of a distraction while uh, Darristan is throwing up that I can you know, excuse myself. Yeah. Okay. I want to. Okay. I want to see if I can follow the acolyte. Great. I'm. I'm gonna make eyes with Morrigan and nod towards the acolyte and mm. follow Hard One. Morrigan gives you a nod and stands up. Meanwhile, Saul is sort of uh, making a big show yeah. uh, with. I'll, I'll say uh, Kenna's there too, <laughs> as Callie and Hard One go out into the hallway. And as you walk out into the hall, you see this acolyte is walking hood up uh, and then stops in the middle of the hall. I think I'm like walking farther behind Hard One. So it's not, I'm not like bunched up Got on him. I'm kind of more like almost back up for whatever Hard One wants to do. Okay. And I'm, and I'm not going to stop dead so they know that I'm following them. I'm just going to kind of slow my walk. Got mm. it. Okay. So Hard One, you slow your walk. As you do, this acolyte turns around smirks, grabs the vial at their side. Unbeknownst to him, it's been swapped. He oh, throws baby. it at your armor hard one. It shatters, and you guys are covered in this fake green goo. <laughs> I... I let out I let out a shriek, a high pitched shriek. <laughs> you know burns. it's burning me. Can I press the digitation like it's working? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm going to basically like press the digitation like smoking from his armor. Okay. I, I'm going to writhe in pain and kind of crawl really slowly and unthreatening towards him. Like I'm going to deliver one last final plea, one gasp for help. Why did you do this? And then grab him by the hood and <laughs> yank him down. Guys, go ahead and give me a deception check with advantage. 28. Uh, dirty 20. Beautiful. 
as you as you grab him and as your armor is sizzling uh, and, and it looks to this acolyte like he's done the job, he leans down and looks at you with glazy eyes. You will die without his help. He will save you if you ask him. Oh, please, please, who? I, uh, let me ask him. I, I, I need... Ultras I need... will save you. Ultras will save you, friend. Ultras. And you see he's wearing this necklace. And at the end of it uh, is this pendant that's bone white. This has the power to protect you from the heat. I would, I would give you mine if you would accept it. He pulls off the necklace and goes to place it around your neck. I grab it right before it goes around my neck. As you grab it right before it goes around your neck, the protection leaves himself. No, no, I'm supposed to save you. And as just a regular Goliath, he begins melting away and he bursts into flames and turns into a charred skeleton. uh, And you are left with just this pendant in your hand. And Callie, uh, you are in the hallway with Hard One, and uh, you see this dude has just blown up and turned to dust, and you are getting a chill from your dagger. Okay. Callie. That is, that is the fractured antler from the helm. It's been decentralized. It's basically in all these different pendants, and it seems like these pendants are also offering people safety from the heat, so I think we need to try to steal some pendants tonight. I see. Okay. I look closely at this pendant. It's it's indeed an antler. Can you yeah. can you bring it close to me? Yeah. Can I detect thoughts on the antler? Callie, as you do, Calder. You hear someone saying the words to a spell, and you recognize the voice as Callie's. And Callie, Callie. you detect a presence, the presence of Calder, the presence of Jaina, and the presence of Ultris in this pendant. Ultris is in the pendant? The, his power. Mm. Um, I hold it up to my mouth and I say, Calder, I don't know if you can hear this, but I feel you in there and we're here. We're so, so close. Okay, so I need you to keep fighting because in a day, I think you're going to have the best chance yet to get out of there. Okay, so don't give up yet. We're coming. I run up to the force field and the barrier, and I don't know if I can understand Callie's message, but I'm just yelling over and over again. Callie! 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 It's the Acolytes! Get the Acolytes! Yeah, you see, uh, Jaina stands up and goes great great yeah if you if you can hear us whatever you have is is probably cursed so don't put on whatever it is don't let them trick you mm. the pendants are cursed okay we need to collect these pendants but not put them on mm-hmm. okay how many are there i don't know if you can hear me how many pendants are there do you get a sense of how many barriers you're up against, so how many sides are surrounding you? Kelly! Calder! Kelly! <laughs> Calder, we're so. This is the closest we've been yet, and you still feel so far away. They're there, I can feel them. We're somewhere so hot. You would be so out of place if you were here. Kelly! <laughs> uh, 
give my best to swag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you feel yourself uh, pull away from this. Now, since I've got the detect thoughts yeah. going, can mm-hmm. I do a loop around to feel how many of these little um, vessels I might feel? Hanging around acolytes. So as you, so as you, smart. I'm shrieking Callie's name the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep screaming, keep screaming. I'm using it like a find my phone thing. <laughs> He's tagged it. As you look around back in the main room, there were several other acolytes with these pendants on. Mm-hmm. And I'll say just passive insight from everything that's just happened. You don't get the sense that. You need to steal every one of these pendants. You get the sense that their plan was get you with the acid, Mm -hmm. make it so you needed something to protect you from the heat. So you put on an item that's like Ultras' helm. Mm. So you get trapped Uh, like Calder. Ah. Because he's collecting powers. Okay. I see. All right. I think to winch, I say... Could you mark up something like this? Uh, you see, make a dupe of these pendants. May, maybe we could we could certainly research it back in my lab if we could get back there. And as he says that, Lazar walks up amongst the. You, you guys are like back absolutely in the hide room. the mm. pendant. Yeah, you hide guys hi, you hide the pendant. It's all is desperately trying to help Darrison get a free bottle of wine. <laughs> it's the least you could do. <laughs> Come on, it should be a nice vintage. I feel like. <laughs> I, it wasn't poison, but it was definitely a little I, yucky. I, I, didn't, I didn't pay for it. Yeah, I think all the wine is I, free. This is a victory feast. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we're, you, our night is ruined. Our night is ruined. We should get another victory feast. I should be able to come tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Right? Soundra so, feast. Yeah, can you direct him to vomit right where this boiled mage is? And <laughs> <laughs> we can try and pass off this man's remains. Darristan's vomit. It's all sleight of hands of solar plexus. <laughs> yeah, you take... You take him out, and the holly starts barfing into the ashes of this dude. Um, but you see, uh, Lazar uh, comes out um, back in the the sort of main room um, where was this, mm-hmm. there was this kerfuffle of this minor poisoning of Daristan. <laughs> Lazar Lazar waves his hands and goes, "All right, we can't be too careful within the castle. We'll have to do a full investigation." Everyone stays locked down. Everyone's staying here tonight. Um, but I have to pick up my kids. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got my kids. They're, they're at daycare. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to bring them to the joust. Deception check with disadvantage. He has four children. You have... You're relying on a heat-resistant suit to go around. Uh-huh. You've decided to have four frog children in a place where they can't live. <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, okay. they're like a cooler. Yes, they're tadpoles. They're in a cooler. Yeah, let's, let's see how convincing that is. That's right. I just, that's I'm right. curious as to how convincing. I this give Saul a bardic inspiration. <laughs> yes. We'll see how convincing this is. Oh, oh you love to oh. see it. <laughs> um, uh, my deception is plus two, so that's going to be a seventeen. I'm going to use my bardic. Okay. A cooler of tadpoles is very reasonable. It's a seven. <laughs> okay, so twenty-four. <laughs> you see that Lazar is not a moron. Okay. But looks around and sees that some other morons are buying your story and goes, well, surely he should be allowed to pick up his right. children. Yeah. We all have children. I need to pick up my child from daycare. 
I need to pick up my kid. We can't be left here. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. I have to pick up my kid. Uh, and you see Morrigan um, walks over and puts her hand on Lazar's shoulder. Careful, Lazar. <laughs> looks looks at you, hard one. I flinch. You somehow, through the visor, see a death stare. You see, like, red eyes appear through the visor. And she goes... I have been watching the small folk closely, and I can tell you with some certainty that they are not the poisoners. If I had to guess, I'd say a mage did it through one of the elementals. It was easily cured, so more than likely it was just a distraction for something else. Um, And she looks at Lazar, who looks a little nervous for a moment and goes... A solid theory, but one that needs proof. They will, uh, everyone will stay the night and there will be a full investigation. She goes, you do not control the night here. I do. And she turns to you guys. You've accepted my brother's hospitality and he has proven that it is not safe within his walls. Everyone may go as they please or I'll, or I'll bite you. <laughs> I go to shake her hand, but then pull it back and, and do a bow. I give her... A very respectful curtsy. You see, uh, she nods and walks off, and you see uh, Lazar kind of looks furious um, and starts walking off and talking to other people, and Winch goes, we should get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. As you guys walk out, um, and the other nobles uh, leave as well, two fire giant knights in dark armor close the gates behind you. Are, Are these Morrigan's knights? No, they are wearing the armor of the king. They're wearing like black armor mm. uh, with red trim. Right. As you guys walk off, you hear one go, Hey, good luck tomorrow. I hear the king's advisors are concerned for his safety because of the poisoning, so he might have someone else fight in his place. I assumed as much. That seems par for the course. It sounds like your king. We're just worried about keeping things jolly. (laughs) I do a somber jig. (laughs) (laughs) You see the giant's eyes flash a familiar blue, and you hear a chilling voice go, Careful. I hear the king's champion has a reputation for taking your friends from you. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, you piece of shit. You piece of shit. (laughs) Give it back. I can't believe you guys replaced the the acid that was supposed to um, uh, spray on your insane nat 20 armor. That was a great nat 20. I'm really impressed that you used a plan that I feel like we would have come up with, which was to get us to a bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) I was just trying to get you guys to to leave because they can't do anything in front of people, really. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like this like mind little poisoning that mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get you with, but I thought I could get you with the poisoners running off. Now go chase them. Oh, that's what I get you. Good. And I might have, because you guys did go after him, but when he had no weapon, he had no acid. <laughs> right. Yeah, and we would have thought that was poison if we hadn't... Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. If, so If the unseen servant the reason the vial was <laughs> The reason the vial was cartoonishly poison-sounding, a bubbling <laughs> vial of green liquid, yeah. is because it wasn't actually poison. Yeah. It was something else. You guys were going, we'll talk about this more on the short rest. We're going to talk about but, this on the short uh, rest. You guys Can't replacing wait. that vial was okay. huge, huge, huge. 
Uh, anyway, uh, you can listen to that over on Patreon.com slash NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't we sing yet. Don't, are, don't are, even think about it. We are. We are. Don't even think about it. We are. And we've got some live shows to plug. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, Merv. in Minneapolis, September 13th. Oh, yeah. Live. Yeah, Merv. Madison, Wisconsin, September 14th. Oh, great job, Merv. Milwaukee, September 15th. Chicago for Dungeon Court, September 16th. Shut up. Los Angeles on October 26th for Dungeon Court Live. You bet your Murph will be there. Denver on October 27th. Sacramento on October 28th. USA. That's the name of this tour. Portland, everybody Merching USA. Gotta get the names out so people know where to go. Yeah, Brian. New Orleans, November 14th. Orlando, Let's go Murph it now, everybody. Orlando, 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 November 15th. And finally, Dungeon Court Live, uh, Fort Lauderdale on November 17th. Check those out. Get those tickets at nadpod.com slash live. It's gonna be Murph it. I didn't hear any of it. Yeah, I know you didn't. Yeah, we were saying Murph in USA. No one else didn't, and it's all your fault. Sweet, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. You can follow us on Social media that we may or may not use at Siege vs. Me, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Iatro Demily, and at Trick vs. Jake. And he tweeted about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. We are, we are. We are. It's the end of the show, everyone, and you know what that means. It's time to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., the Lord of the Fjord, Hugh C., Later Mixgator, Matt M., Cutter W., Feared Owl, Daniel G., Dylan B., Katie G., Dungeon Mama, okay, maybe a little bit sexual, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Danny P, Vincent W, Victor T, Balnor's boy, Hoyd's a friend, Justin I, Danny Danster, TJM, Trele the Crayfe, Christopher B, Daniel R, Jordan L, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, Jason Statham is the Robin Runner coming to theaters summer 2024. Princess Yar, Michael L, Jory S, Jack L, Sam L, Nicholas C, star of every film ever made in Bohemia, not currently starring in anything in solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, Samuel B, Mike H, Elka Schmelcher Plus, Great Value Gemma, Adam G, Tyler F, Panama James, Heredrian, Rex Daniel the White, Diana de los Lopez, Cece Lulu, Hercule Poirot, the Rabbit Fuck Detective, Timmy R, Lucas B, Reiko, it's Kevin, Calder will come cold again, winter is coming, hashtag CCC forever, shout out to my fairy followers, Taylor B, the vengeful one winged angel, Cass, skateboard, Cass, Captain of the Stevens, Steven C, Mike K, Lady Taco, Joy T, Vic 
Victoria M. Callie's nail artist and gossip buddy. See you in Chicago. Ooh, I'm so excited. Jake L. Nick W. Swashbuckling swag snagger. Agnity, who's inviting everyone to a little picnic called Manjas. Join the Discord for more info. William Wall. Big Bad Beardo the Mad. Eric McD. Riot Ryan. Hungry Dave's Frisbee Golf Bud. Anana Rama. Percival Frederick Stein van Musel Klosowski de Rolo Third, Item the Simple Dimples. J. Dragonborn. Vincent Thromas you are Daniels. The Sandrian. Ben A. Dave H. Catherine S. David K. Christian S. Dustin S. Danny F. Hawkeye Pierce. Bookvar's assistant Izzy F. DPC is awesome! Shown the shade tree mechanic of Zobaldar. Summer Rose Grantaire. Cat C. Misa of Housing Zunza. Ariel, the occasional mermaid who will be sitting front row center at the fifth anniversary show chanting Murph, Murph, Murph! Selena and Velociraptor. B. Perky always! Pet L. Savexel. Maxwell J. Lauren H, Talia, Ryan S, the Bone Duster, Annie M, Fay Floofs, the floofiest of Arch Fay, Melissa, Bob Business Illustrator. I'm going to request. Obviously, I'm going to request seeing this Wiener King's cool sister. Ploops, Carly A, Connor S, Salil, Leviathan. Quirt 7, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Jack Hubert, Crabster Champion of Crad, Scuttling Sideways Torts Tomorrow, Lindsay W, Steel Birdie, Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Noah, the Bagel of All Things, James G, Everything Bagel, the Aladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet Badger Stripey, Daddy Master Dandy, Eric B. Marcos learns the balance druid. Dakota James P. Frida M. Pagos self-proclaimed Fay Prince until Halloween 2023. Stay tuned. Are we getting a spooky makeover? Tracy P. The Crick Gap Librarian. Maggie S. See you in Chicago. Holly Hyena. Kristen Z. Leah C. Hunter H. May B. Pixel Stars. A Kosh the car, Andrew, Crick, Planeswalker, Doofiness, Cal, just Cal, Edison, and Russell H., a monk named Dilgo, Cody C., our friend Simon, painting vivid dreams with telekitty creations, trying to inspire art that tells his story, Keychains, Pentium 2, Processor, Lorelei, the Succubus, and Kyra, her busty queen, Matt M, your friendly neighborhood yaunt and yunkle Andrew and Sid, see you in Minneapolis. John Adams, yes, like the president. Meg, the mail carrier of Bohemia, who has gotten promoted due to her superb service to Simon. James F, Jimmy A, M4L, Austin S, Knight of the Living. False stir. Wayfarer has now settled into their new life in the Fey realm as a florist. What could go wrong? Shane C. Burpoo Good Barrel Bard. 
Barbarian. Mary Beth C, see y'all in Chicago and NYC. Contender in the making. Three awakened gooses. Welshlander. Garrett G, one big curd. Mr. D, talisman, the man with the lucky charms for you. Dana the Daisy, Sean J, Ethan B, Renee the Monster Captain, Gabriel W, Box Clifton the Once and Medium King, Olivia the Enchanting Bard who is working hard on her audition for the lead singer of the Mountain Crows, Winter Slade, Forest H, aka Life is Like a Box of Martha, Togold Sticky Buns, Riley S, Fico, Angry Wheat, Thrath, the demon lord of spite. Anthony, the raddest of dudes who secured his Carnegie Hall tickets for himself and his lovely partner Josh, the finest of dudes. Josh H. Mango Empanadas, Clementine T. Caleb L. Fairy followers say hi. Hashtag Calder will come cold again. Can't trip Dumbledore, the bear, onesie wearing barbarian. MJ, the BFG, drinking tea by the sea. Little ferret pal. Dogs of Babel, Mr. Mioski, Gino T, Mama Bell, the Silver Serpent herself, Feunir, can't spell the wizard. Oh, pardon me. Cannot, C N A T, spell the wizard. Fun. Derek D, Kalu Kalei, can't wait to see you play at Carnegie Hall. Yay! Tristan, the talentless hunk. Oh, I love it. BTA Workshop, Alex K, Joshua P, Joshua S, Alexander, Linz W, Angel, La Pamela, Sandra, Rita S, this continues, you know he's getting sweeter, Emma S, Red, the Reforged, Warforged, a cat patrolling their territory and greeting friendly humans along the way, oh my goodness, my heart just melted, hard ones, hot hump gunk, <laughs> <laughs> My heart melted again. Shelby, yes, from the Sprite Girls. Check out her new single with Lichney Spears. Crit me, baby, one more time. Dropping this autumn. Stale bread on salad, aka crouton. Jackson R. T3RHX. Michelle, Andrew S, Anastasia W, Nova B, the Death Chord Bard. Caitlin D, Zborb. Blake H, Big Bev's bestie, Lloyd, the rat that controls my cerebellum, Opa Remy style from Ratatouille style, Shelby C, Papa Sky Days, Mima Sky Days, Taylor B, Tommy W, Mike and Lisa excitedly scoring tickets for all of NatPod's Midwest tour. Can't wait to see you all. Oh my goodness, we are all going to eat so many cheese curds. Haley the Human, Megan N, the Big M, John Fraser, the Dice Lender, Stephanie of House in Zunza. Ah, the house grows. Jake's Ramen Shop, Tracy P, Karjish. Benjamin A, sacrificial otaku pen name for Callie's cousin who discovered anime and is trying to spread the word all over Bohemia. <laughs> I support this. Sav, the advisor to Princess Shiverblight who helped decide that it was indeed a good idea to take out the other dragons. A misunderstood kid whose upbringing was mostly just fine. And finally, the terrible trio of George, Chester, and Toad. 
that's it. Thank you all so much for supporting us. We couldn't do it without you and we love what we do. And so therefore, we want to give you kisses. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Goodbye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>